Please remember that information and advice provided on this podcast is based off my personal experiences as a young girl with ADHD. Although I do analyse, mention and cite valid peer-reviewed sources, my podcast is not a replacement for professional medical advice. If you have concerns or questions regarding your own amazing brain and mental health, please talk to a medical provider. I'd like to begin by acknowledging the traditional owners and custodians of the land on which I speak to my listeners today, the peoples of the Kulin Nation. I also pay my respects to their elders, past and present. I'd also like to acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded. This episode of the Lucy Pod is a little heavier than most, as we will be discussing the negative effects of lockdown on mental health. So I'll be touching on things like anxiety and depression and all of that sort of unpleasant stuff. So if you're not in the mood for that, go ahead and listen to some of my other episodes and come back when you're in the mood. If you are finding it hard to cope during this lockdown, there is help. You can call the ADHD National Helpline on 1300 39 39 The Beyond Blue Helpline on 1300 22 463 36. Lifeline on 131114. You can find all of these resources in the description and on my website resources page. Also, If you have the means, please donate to UNICEF Haiti, Hope for Haiti, UNICEF Afghanistan, Save the Children Afghanistan, Mars for Migrants. All of these links will be in my bio and if you cannot donate, please, please share. Hello everyone, welcome back to the Lucy Pod. I'm recording this episode during Victoria's sixth extended lockdown. So yep, we're still stuck at home. We only have five reasons to leave the house. We have a curfew and a five kilometer radius limit. University is mostly online except for some subjects and courses. So yeah, it does feel like a repeat of last year because it is. I feel like we're back in the ADHD and online learning series days. It is completely surreal and I'm hating it like everyone else. I think it's time that us ADHDers speak up about the struggle of lockdown. And please, please keep in mind that this episode is for people with ADHD and their families who are struggling during this time. However, I wholeheartedly acknowledge that things could be worse and that everyone in Victoria feels the same way. And I am in no way saying that people with ADHD have it all the worse. People with ADHD just experience different issues and differently with lockdown, and that's due to their ADHD. So I'm not here to invalidate neurotypicals who are struggling because we all are. So with that in mind, let's talk about it. The first bit, the impact of lockdown on people with ADHD and families. Obviously, the pandemic isn't over. Therefore, the research and studies on ADHD and lockdown aren't really sort of long term, as in there'll be more comprehensive and long-term research years down the line, but we're working with what we've got. So I did a bunch of reading and found some interesting data and I'll link all of these studies below. So if I forget to say full names and full titles, it is all cited in the description. Right. So the Journal of Neurosciences in Rural Practice stated that little is known about the impact of the coronavirus disease 2019 pandemic on children with attention deficit hyperkinetic disorder, but they've got in brackets ADHD. This study is aimed to assess the impact of lockdown on children with the ADHD 
and with the ADHD, with ADHD and their families. Additionally, feasibility of carrying out text message-based intervention was evaluated. So an online survey was uh, performed to evaluate the impact of lockdown on children with ADHD and their family members. And there was also a text message-based intervention that was performed over two weeks. Um, And they also provided reading materials and an option of telephonic consultation. So they found that of 80 of the 80%, 80 parents who initially consented to participate, 48 filled the baseline survey and 41 agreed to receive intervention. Out of 41, 29 filled satisfaction survey. So during the lockdown period, there was worsening of symptoms of ADHD in the form of increase, slight or marked, in the activity level, 50.1%. Uh, irritability, 45.8%, and disturbing or disruptive behaviour, 47.7% in children. In terms of behaviour of family members, there was marked slash slight increased irritability, 37.5%, and shouting at the child, 43.8%, and verbal abuse, 25%. Uh, The Australian ADHD Professionals Association said that some adults with ADHD may experience high levels of apprehension or nervousness about COVID-19. Changes to home, work or study structure and routine due to COVID-19 as well as the distractions with working or studying at home can be really tricky to navigate. Some people uh, might like having more time at home while for others this might leave you feeling really stressed and overwhelmed which may negatively affect your ability to complete your work and maintain productivity. I then read a massive journal, like, dossier from the Australian Government Department of Social Services. It was so long, but I did it for you guys. And I found some interesting things, um, but I can't list all of them because then this episode would be uh, 10 hours long. But I found it very interesting that 64% of families with a child or children with a disability surveyed were unable to buy essential supplies, for example, groceries, special dietary products, hygiene products. Nearly 40% of families with a child with a neurodevelopmental disability surveyed reported financial difficulties as a result of the pandemic. And over a quarter of families with a child or children with a neurodevelopmental disability surveyed reported that they were concerned about the stability of their living situation. At March 2021, the number of young people with partial capacity to work on youth allowance was 8% higher than the number at December 2019. NDIA data showed for parents and carers of recipients aged 0 to 14 as they entered the scheme were negatively impacted. I also then read, well, before I talk about the French study, that's crazy. Like, no one likes lockdown. Lockdown's a huge inconvenience for people. And it's an inconvenience because people have different issues. But it really upsets me when I see, you know, upper middle class individuals. And, you know, I'm calling myself out out here as well. You know, privileged little girl going to Melbourne Uni, moaning about not being able to take their kids to the park or not being able to have drinks on the beach when there's parents with like kids at home who have disabilities and they can't even do basic things that we take for granted. That's really upsetting. Like that's actually really sad that a quarter of families who have kids with neurodevelopmental issues and disabilities are concerned about their stability and that 40% of them were unable, were experiencing financial issues and 64% of them couldn't even get groceries. Perspective is everything. I know this episode is about how sucky it is, but you need to have some perspective. And that goes for me as well. So back to the French study. So I read a French study from Essenfal. I can't pronounce it because I don't I don't know what it's called, uh, but I'll link it. But I um, 
had a trouble finding a proper citation for it because it was translated into English. And then I tried to find the French study, but it was partially translated. And it's very complicated, but it is in a journal um, website that is reputable. So don't think that I'm just pulling random French studies. So this French study from June 2020 Basically, the objectives of this study was to sort of, again, gather information about the well-being and global life conditions of children and adolescents with ADHD during the COVID-19 outbreak in France. So between day 20 and 30 of lockdown, 538 parents responded to the survey and 95% of them were women. So I guess like maybe the mothers with the ADHD kids, I don't know. Since then... Uh, since the lockdown, 34.71% of children experienced a worsening in well-being. Uh, and then they went on to talk about how, though, as the lockdown progressed and as their parents became more equipped, children were less likely to report uh, feeling uncomfortable and dissatisfied with the lockdown, which is interesting. But these studies basically show us that lockdown isn't really fun for people with ADHD and their families. It's just... What's that mean? Like, I'm straight up not having a good time. Like, you're just not having a good time. No one's enjoying this. And for those of you who are having a good time during this lockdown, for those of you who think it's made you more productive, uh, you know, it's allowed you to be still, God bless you. I wish I could feel that way. So now, uh, onto the impact of lockdown on me. It has straight up been a horrible time for me. So now we're just going to have a little moment where I talk about my experience. And again, please keep in mind that I am not here to be a victim or to invalidate anyone. I'm sharing my own personal experiences, which is well within my rights on my own podcast. And I'm also going to share things that help. So this isn't just going to be me moaning and venting without giving any solutions. Uh, I despise lockdown. It's really impacted my well-being, work ethic and habits. Lockdown fatigue and fog has really messed up my brain. I find online university very difficult and draining and not being able to see family and friends uh, makes me really crazy. Online uni is just not built for me and my ADHD brain. I, I just can't do it. I am constantly distracted. And when I'm not, and I have had a day of classes and study and intense focus, I'm exhausted and spent. So it's like a lose-lose. I'll have a whole ass productive day. And then when the day ends and I need to maybe do some homework, I can't because I'm too tired. Or I'll have a whole day of being exhausted and too distracted to focus that then I'm left with all the homework, but I'm too tired to do. So it's like this vicious, unfair cycle and I just, I feel absolutely spent. Classes are not enjoyable. And this isn't the fault of my tutors, who, by the way, are doing an amazing job. This is the fault of maybe me, but the university for not taking the pandemic seriously in terms of improving their, um, you know, LMS capacity. They have had since December 2019 to get their crap together with online learning and they still haven't done so. So that's very disappointing. However, we do have to take personal responsibility. I'm not saying that it's always the uni's fault and that I don't choose to play Sims while I'm in class. That's my own fault. But there are days where I'm genuinely like today, I was sat at my computer and the teacher was talking and I just couldn't focus. It's just too hard. It's so, so hard hard and then you think is it the ADHD or am I lazy or am I lazy because I'm ADHD and you have all this internal you know bloody crises and existential worries that you just end up focusing on that and not doing any work and it sucks I feel as if I've got nothing to look forward to because look according to me there is no end date I know that it's temporary but for like how long 
I can't look at my calendar and say, oh, this day it'll be over and I'll be able to do this and this. It's just all unpleasant. And I catch myself being unable to enjoy the mundane and little things in my life and put things into perspective. It's rough and sometimes my ADHD feels worse. So usually I absolutely, absolutely, I absolutely adore writing. I love creative writing. Uh, Pre-COVID, I would sit at my desk and write like a whole last short story or novel if I wanted to. And I took such pleasure and joy in it. And now I can't think of anything more stressful and boring and hard to do. The only reason I do it is because I have to for my classes. And that is very sad to say. I used to really enjoy, you know, I I still enjoy, you know, having takeaway, nice takeaway. And then it's like, how many times am I going to have to do this? Like, it's so boring. But then I also catch myself and go, hang on, you are moaning about having boring takeaway with what's going on in the world. Check yourself. But then there's days where I just let myself be annoyed and sucky because it's nice to do that. Sometimes it's nice to not take responsibility and be negative, but it is rough and I do think that this lockdown has exacerbated some of my ADHD symptoms, despite, you know, taking my medication every day. It, it kind of feels a lot of worse, a lot worse. Um, so now, as much as venting and moaning is therapeutic, you can't just do that all the time. There are things that you can and need to do that will help you. They're not going to cure. They're not going to work every day, but they're going to help you on some days. So here are some things that can help you. Number one continue taking your ADHD medication. Please take your bloody meds. I don't care if you're just going to spend the day in bed or playing Sims, take your meds. You are on ADHD medication as a form of treatment. It's long-term. So it wouldn't make sense to just stop it for no reason, because then you're going to break the cycle. You're going to break your reaction to it. It's not worth it. Please take your meds. If you were taking them before this pandemic, why are you stopping now? Unless they're not working, they're causing you harm, please keep taking your meds. Come on, guys. And if you forget, set a reminder. Number two, reach out if you're struggling with anxiety or low mood. This is the obvious one. Please, please, please talk to someone, especially professional if you have the resources to do so. And if you do not, please call or contact the resources I gave at the beginning. And please know that if you are at university, you can receive free counselling, especially at RMIT, UniMelb, Swinburne, Monash, etc. Therefore, if getting a psych is too hard, please know there's help. Like there is actual help. If you go onto Google right now and type in your university's name and counselling services, it will come up. You can get free counselling services and you can do this uh, by telehealth or on the phone. It is very, very accessible because I understand that not everyone can just pay for a psychologist. I see a psychologist every two weeks and it's really helpful. And if I didn't have access to that, I know that a lot of my friends who have uh, counsellors through university find it very effective. So please, 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 please seek help. Moaning on the internet, talking to a random friend isn't always going to help you. Sometimes the professionals need to step in, especially if you're having feelings of depression. If it ever gets that serious, please talk to someone. Uh, Number three, maintain a regular daily routine. According to me, routine is a do or die for ADHDers. Please have a routine. It I know it's none of my business, but I'm so anal with routine that when I see ADHD as being like, oh, sometimes I wake up at this time and that time and sometimes I work from home and in bed and blah, 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 it, it, it gives me secondhand ADHD. It gives me more ADHD. Please have a routine. It doesn't have to be like mine. Like, for example, mine is 
every morning, every day, I get up, I have breakfast, I brush my teeth, I do my skincare, I get dressed for class, a t-shirt and pants, nothing crazy, do class, study, have lunch, then when class is over, I go for a walk and work out and then I shower and I chill. Yours doesn't have to look like that, but please have one, even if it's wake up, have breakfast, get in bed and play Sims for an hour, then get up, have lunch. Like Even if it's an unproductive routine, have one. <laughs> Mind you, I shouldn't be encouraging that, but please have a routine. I, I see so many people who are ADHD are either diagnosed or undiagnosed. And part of the reason I think they struggle so much is because they're either not medicated or they have not been raised with a routine. There's sort of this fundamental lack of routine. And I'm not judging parents who don't raise their kids with routine because being a parent is hard enough. But I'm really grateful that my dad uh, is so anal with routine. You know, he was raised by a German guy. So super duper, you know, the belief is that you need to be on time and ready to go. You need to plan your day. Um, and routine is everything. And I agree. I think sometimes rigidity, rigidity, rigidness or strictness is good for people with ADHD. We have this idea that, you know, being ADHD, you have to be free and flexible and creative and you should, and you do. But when it comes to sort of pragmatic things that improve your mental health, it's really important to sometimes be a little tough on yourself and a little strict and you'll see that it does go a long way. So now number four, Uh, Stay connected with friends and family on a daily basis or weekly basis. So Zoom, Skype, Facebook video call, WhatsApp are your best friends. Call your mates, call your family. If you're not living at home and you miss your parents, call them, talk to them. Uh, I don't know if you're allowed to go and visit family, like your your family, immediate family. No, you can only have one person because it's like not a bubble. But if you are struggling, please talk to them. You know, there are ways to communicate like Zoom and Skype and Facebook and all of that, which are all for free. Um, and if, you know, you've got family overseas that you miss and you want to talk to uh, using things like WhatsApp and whatnot, they're all for free. So it's very accessible and enjoyable. And if you have a friend that lives in your area, go for, you know, socially distant walks, get a coffee with them, walk around and talk to them. It's not the same as, you know, having brunch with them or going out for drinks with them, but it's better than nothing. There's some people who live so far away from all of their friends that the only person that they've spoken to is their cousin who lives next door. So keep that in mind. Uh, Number five uh, is exercise regularly. So I want to put it out there that I totally get that exercise isn't accessible to everyone, but exercise comes under many forms for different people and bodies. So you can go for walks, do yoga, Pilates, dance, stretch, at-home workouts with Miss Chloe Ting. Exercise comes under so many things. And this is coming from a person who was super anti-exercise. If you spoke to me mm, pre-2019, Uh, like end of 2019, I would have laughed at you if you told me to exercise. I thought exercise was pathetic. I thought that it didn't work and that it was dumb and people who exercised were losers. And I realized how ignorant that that is because exercise is so important. And people have this idea that like to exercise, you need to have active wear. You need to like have your hair in a top bun and look like Barbie when exercise can be as much as, oh, I'm going to go and grab a coffee instead of driving. I'm going to walk. Or, hey, I've got the whole morning free. Why not do an at-home workout for 20 minutes? Exercise is so important with people with ADHD. This is why so many kids with ADHD are encouraged to do stuff like meditation, sport, and karate. Because not only does it improve focus, uh, the dopamine and serotonin, all of that, it improves your motor skills as someone who has ADHD who's got bloody no spatial awareness. So please, exercise regularly. 
do it to what you can, but try and do it. It's, it's really worth it. Number six is to incorporate stress relieving activities into your day. So those can be, you know, uh, different for people. So that for me, that's reading, eating, watching YouTube and watching comfort movies. For others, it could be boxing, uh, playing video games, uh, sleeping or sleeping, uh, painting. I don't know. It can come under many things, but all of the things. So my psychologist told me something very, uh, interesting. She said, think of all the things you couldn't do pre COVID because you were too busy and not at home enough and try and do those things now. So one of those things for me is learning ASL. I really want to learn that. So I'm going to. And knitting and crocheting. I want to learn how to do that. So think of something you've always wanted to do, but you feel like you haven't had the time for and that you haven't been able to be still for. And maybe try and do that. It could be fun and challenging. And instead of worrying about the whole world, you could just worry about like, crap, I don't know how to do this crochet pattern. Let me see if I can. Instead of like looking at the outside world and upsetting yourself. So give that a go or watch a Barbie movie every night. I remember at the beginning of the lockdown, I was watching all the Barbie movies, crying of joy and sadness. I was watching all the Harry Potter movies, all the Studio Ghibli movies, anything. Even if that means watching YouTube videos of, I don't know, people playing video games and screaming into their headset. I sound like such a boomer. Whatever makes you feel better, do it. You're not in the wrong. If it means baking a cake or ordering like McDonald's, do it. I mean, it's not the best, but who cares? We're in lockdown. You're allowed to do what you want. Well, not what you want, but some things. Number seven is get enough sleep. Uh, I'm, I feel like I'm an anomaly when it comes to the sleep thing. I'm ADHD, but I have beautiful sleep patterns. And I don't say that to brag, but I really don't struggle with sleep. However, I know a lot of people with ADHD struggle with sleeping. And this isn't something that I can give tips on because I can tell you, oh, create an environment that makes it so you sleep. Don't go on your phone before. If you have issues with sleep, again, please talk to a professional uh, and please don't order like melatonin gubbies online or melatonin, not melatonin. Is it melatonin, the thing that helps you sleep? Don't order those vapes online or gummies online to help you fall asleep. Uh, watch The Queen's Gambit and you'll know why I advise against that. Don't do it. Talk to a professional. Talk to a professional who can advise you and help you get into a good sleeping routine because there's nothing worse than experiencing lockdown fatigue on top of like normal fatigue. You're just a walking zombie. All right, we're almost there, guys. Number eight, avoid drugs and alcohol. Now, this is a serious one. I know that for those of us who drink, it's so easy to go, oh, I'm just going to have one glass of wine tonight to unwind. And then you just end up keep going. And then you wake up feeling like crap. Don't get me wrong. We all have to get buck wild. And there's nothing wrong with having a drink and even getting drunk. But on a regular basis, it's just not good for you and your ADHD brain, especially if you're medicated. Same thing goes for drugs. I'm not, you know, the Clintons like, oh, don't do drugs. Drugs are bad. I'm not a moralist. I don't think that if you do drugs, you're an evil, horrible person. I don't think that people who smoke weed are demons. I don't. But ADHD and drugs do not mix. ADHD medication and drugs do not mix. It can leave irreparable damage. Don't do it. It's so not worth it. It's just not good for you. Drugs are not made for people who are vulnerable. P vulnerable people take drugs because the addiction's made for them. But vulnerable people, like people who are on medication for depression, anxiety, uh, ADHD, why am I putting on an accent? 
are not supposed to take drugs like that. They interact. They're so bad for you. So please don't think that this is an opportunity for you to do all the drugs in the world and to get wasted. It's just not worth it. I'm not a moralist. I'm not going to judge you if you do, but I'm going to worry about you. So if you know someone, if you or someone you know is struggling with addiction, please call Lifeline or Directline. Uh, all of this will be in my description. It's the worst thing. I can't imagine how hard it must be for people already struggling with addiction to be stuck at home. It must be absolute hell. But there's help there and don't let this lockdown ruin, you know, your good health and your sobriety. All right, the final one. Limit your media exposure. I think social media is an awesome tool, um, but it's also a horrible tool and I'm not going to get into that. But sitting in front of the computer or phone every day, looking at the numbers, looking at how terrible the world is doesn't help. I don't think there's anything wrong with reading an article, reading research papers and, you know, getting yourself up to date. But if you're just spending a lot of your day looking at numbers and cases, you're not going to feel very good and you're going to obsess. And people with ADHD love to obsess on little things and make it a whole issue. So maybe check it maybe a few times a day, maybe once a day or even once a week and maybe have other people tell you. Like my parents will occasionally say, oh, did you see this? Well, this is happening. Because if I sat and looked at everything that was going on in the world, I think that I would combust. And that goes for anyone who is, you know, ADHD or not. All of these things could be applied to people who are neurotypical. Okay, so what should we take away from this episode so we don't end on such a heavy and sad note? Um, lockdown sucks. It does suck. It's awful. There's no uh, silver lining, especially if you're ADHD. But there are things you can do to make things slightly better and that there is an end point. We don't know when that end point is, but we will be out of here at some point. And that's the only sort of thing and glimmer of hope you can look at. But hey, the good things are you can now spend more time with your dogs and cats and you can make more fun lockdown TikToks, okay? So <laughs> I'm going to end it here. Please look after yourselves. Be good. Please look at the links in my bio if you're struggling and please share them as well as the donation ones. All right, I'll catch you later. Lots of pod. Lucy, bye.